welcome back to Broncos Europe. We're joined by a true, well, I guess, legend of the NFL in the UK and Europe to an extent. Now, Jeff Reinbold. Now, Jeff, we have the Hawaiian shirts. I got my, I got my flames on. Where's, where's the Hawaiian shirt? Did, did you not get the invite, or what happened? Or? Bro, I got my, it's my Quicksilver shirt. I've been surfing this morning, so I don't, I don't <laughs> wear my Hawaiian shirts to surf in, man. Just t-shirts and board shorts, and away we go. It's cool, man. I have to say, now, folks, Jeff did say. Man, you're about like five o'clock in the morning surfing. I wish I had that sort of motivation. I'm lucky if I'm out of bed at 10 o'clock, to be honest. Hey, man, I tell you, the best time to go is first first light in the morning because the conditions are usually the best. The crowd's not there. You can get waves. And I got some great waves this morning. It was really an awesome way to start the day. So I'm sitting in a, I'm sitting in a parking lot right now. And I'm going to show you a little bit of Hawaii, right? This is, this is, if you come to Kauai, you're guaranteed that you're going to see this. See that chicken? There are more chickens than people on this island. And what happened was about 20 years ago when Hurricane Aniki came through, these were all farmer's chickens, right? And the destroyed, blew everything, uh, roofs off of everything. And all these chickens got loose. And now it's like they're, they have the they have a feral chicken population that's unbelievable, man. It's chickens everywhere. So if you if you hear roosters crowing during this interview, it's a Hawaii moment, man. I'm just telling you. Jeff, you're a long way from the Sky Sports Studio right now. I think we can both agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is for sure, brother. That is for sure. <laughs> Jeff, um, we're delighted to get the opportunity to chat to you. And um, you have a, quite a connection with a, a former Bronco superstar in Emmanuel Sanders from his time at Southern Methodist, right? Yeah, Emmanuel's one of my guys and uh, always will be. He is a tremendous, tremendous player. He's a tremendous person. Um, you know, he's not a guy that was a highly recruited guy when he came to SMU. He was a guy that kind of, frankly, in my opinion, got underdrafted uh, by the Patriots, um, or excuse me, by the Steelers. Uh, he was, I thought he was going to go to the Patriots. That's, a, that's another story we can talk about. But, uh, you know, he played well with the Steelers and then got an opportunity to go as a free agent to Denver. And, and he, you know, he, he and Peyton, I thought, had a really amazing chemistry. And he was critical in that run, up, run to a Super Bowl championship. He has a chance, guys, and this is really crazy. He's now with New Orleans, and New Orleans is in their Super Bowl window right now. So he, he may be the first player in NFL history to go to four Super Bowls with four different teams. Which is a testament to just his, his attitude. I mean, he, I don't think people maybe outside of the, the franchises where he's been or those who work with him know just how hard a worker he is. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that because uh, Thomas Morstead, who's another one of my guys that's the punter at New Orleans, I said, Tom, you, you played with Emmanuel in college and you've competed against him in the NFL. What do you think he's – I said, what do you think he's going to bring to the Saints? And the first words out of his mouth were this. I know this. Emmanuel Sanders will bring tremendous practice habits to our football team. He said, every rep that I've seen Emmanuel in practice, they're all the same. They're like Super Bowl reps. And those things are invaluable for a team. You know, and I think that got 
you know, I think Emmanuel really gave that gift uh, of that work ethic to Cole Beasley. He gave it to Aldrick Robinson. He gave it to Darius Johnson, who were also receivers that I had at SMU that, that uh, made it to the NFL. And then Cortland Sutton, he's given him that amazing toughness and work ethic. Emmanuel is not if you, really seriously. If you, if Emmanuel walked into a room, he's not a guy that's going to captivate the room with like, Oh my God, that guy must play in the NFL. You look at him physically. He's narrow boned. He's only about six one. Uh, he's got really long arms and big hands though. And he's, I, the thing I always worried about with him, whether his body would hold up to the pounding because he's, he's fought through injuries his whole career, feet, ankles, uh, knee, but he's an incredibly tough, tough individual. We obviously wish him well in New Orleans to an extent. No, obviously not in the Super Bowl next year. Whenever we <laughs> play, but that's one thing. Jeff, I have to say this now. I had a complete and utter arrogance, you know, in the sense that you just popped up in Sky Sports a few years ago. And, you know, can you just tell people, especially maybe ones that are maybe a bit younger, that you've, you have an incredible background, not just in broadcasting, but in regards to NFL Europe, CFL. Where did it all start, man? Well, it all starts like it starts for everybody. You know, you need an opportunity. You need a chance. Something has to break your way. And my, my bro if you're talking about broadcasting, my broadcasting thing has, that was a pure fluke. I'll be honest with you, fellas. I had no desire, no inclination to do it. I'd done, I fooled around a little bit with TV when, when in Canada. Um, and, uh, there was a time where Sky was basically the place where Fox sent their young guys to cut their teeth as broadcasters. Uh, Troy Aikman started here. Moose Johnson started here. Baldinger started here. Uh, Bill Moss started here. Numbers of guys. Uh, so Darius, Dar Darren Woodson, I think it was, was supposed to come and do a show. And something happened at the last minute. There was a, in some, some illness in his family or something. I can't remember exactly now. And, you know, we couldn't get an, another guy in fast enough to get a work visa processed and all that other stuff that you got to do. So Alistair Kirkwood, who's the president of the, was president of NFL Europe, walked down the hall and he said, hey, didn't you dabble in TV when you were in, in the CFL? I said, yeah, I fooled around with it. He said, well, I need you to go on the show this weekend and sit in. And so I went on and I, you know, I prepared cause you, you don't want to be, cause it's live TV, right? And you get yeah. exposed real fast on live TV. And so, but I said, I'm going to just have fun with this and play around with it. And we did the show and I thought it went okay. And then I didn't know this part until many years later, but on Monday they had a production meeting, post-production meeting and the big shots were all in town right from sky and they're going around the table and they said okay darts and snooker and all the other niche sports you know fishing and all that stuff <laughs> and then they get to american football and they go the, the guy goes hey who is that blonde-headed guy you guys had on the, on the show this week and my the guy who gave me the chance he he thought he thought he goes hey well listen it was just a fill-in you'll never you'll never see him again don't worry about it he just you know and the guy said, no, no, I kind of like that guy. Let's get him back. And that's how it happened. But it worked out, man, beautifully. Like, and I, I'm, am I right in thinking that was the time you had yourself, Neil, 
and obviously the goat Kevin Cadle as well on 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 the broadcast as well. Yeah, man, that's crazy to think now. That's like seven eight years ago because I know Colin as well. You watched it and you you guys were the guys that got us all into this. You know, a genuine a big big Kevin Cadle predicting that the Buffalo Bills were gonna win the whole thing that year. That that was the good time as well. Like, yeah, that was you know what, and I tell you what. For a guy that was just cutting his teeth and really didn't know what he was doing, Kevin and Nick were incredibly helpful to me. And I always owe an awful lot to both Nick Halling and Kevin Cato because those guys, you know, they, they kind of overlooked my mistakes and encouraged me. And, you know, Kevin was an amazing man. He it was a great person. Um, you know, basketball guy, really, but he did have an undying love for his for his bills. And he, you know, he loved the UK. And, and uh, so anytime I cannot go to a bills game, I cannot do a bills game. I cannot talk about the bills and not think about Kevin because, you know, he was like a lot of bills. fans. <laughs> he, was, he was loyal, but he, he's been through some tough times. So uh, those guys were good. And Nick, the same way Nick was, Nick's a dyed-in-the-wool Steeler fan. I mean, like, when this, when we would do a Steelers game, it was pure agony for, for Nick because, like, he had to try. And, I mean, it was hard work for him to try and be unbiased. And, I mean, he'd come out and almost, like, every time he'd wear a black and, a black and gold tie because we had to wear ties back in those days when he was doing a Steeler game. And it would just pain him if he had to say anything bad about the Steelers. Uh, I mean, for us, I suppose it's it's the sense of fun as alongside the knowledge that that you bring, which has been it's really refreshing to watch. And I mean, I suppose I I'm a little bit older than Michael. I would have got into the sport when they were showing highlights uh, here in Ireland, and then we went through the '90s, and then I suppose it was when Sky started showing it again that I got reintroduced to it, and we. I, I have seen the Broncos go through some great times <laughs> in the Elway years and, and leaner times. And then Peyton rode into town. And then we had, a, 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 you know, a, a, the post-Peyton period, shall we say. And um, we're, Denver is certainly excited about the young team that they, that's been put together. But I suppose it, it would be interesting to hear what you think this team is capable of as somebody from a little bit removed and, and maybe not having the, the bias that we do? Well, I, I tell you what, um, I think the toughest thing that the Broncos have to deal with is they play in a very, very, very good division. I mean, there's not a bad football team. There's not a Sunday in that division where you can look at the, look at the schedule and say, okay, we're going to get a win here and a win here. I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't work that way in that division. And, and again, you're talking about a division of historic rivalries and really intense dislike between franchises and teams. And so those games are always, always big. Um, so I think the issue for just looking at the Broncos I think they did a really, really good job this offseason of going out and getting speed to put around a quarterback. Now, again, this is a very small sample size, I think eight games. But when you look at Drew Locke and you look at what he was able to accomplish when he played, you've got to be able to say there is a chance that he can be that guy, that guy that they've missed since Peyton left town. And 
I think what the Broncos recognized is they've come to they've come to grips with the fact that if you're going to win that division, you've got to score points, and that's got to be a tough that's got to be a tough acknowledgement for Vic Fangio because he's a defensive coach. But the reality of it is. We saw it in the playoffs with Kansas City. You're not going to stop Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to hold him to 16 points. So you've got to be able to score at least four touchdowns a football game to have a chance to play with them and beat them. And I think the Raiders will be better. I, I, I just think that that whole division is very, very, very good. So they said, we've got to get speed. We've got to get, we've got a guy in Cortland Sutton that is a pure one. He can be a hundred catch guy. And now can we go out and can we find speed? And they did a great job with it, in my opinion, with the two young receivers they took. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. And I think the offense is definitely underrated. And I can't wait to see all these games in the sky next year, Colin, because Neil Reynolds' promise was a five. So <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll take it over and under. Jeff, forgive me if, if you're not, but are you still with the Hamilton Tiger Cats at the moment? Yeah, yes, I am. We're, but I, I tell yeah. you what, we're, we're, I'm on the longest vacation I've ever had in my whole life yes. because yeah. the pandemic has, uh, as, as much as I should, I, I kind of giggle when I say this, the pandemic has trapped me here in Hawaii. <laughs> I can't get back. Even if we were playing right now, I couldn't get back because Canada has closed its borders. And so um, our league, I, we would normally be in week number three of our season right now. And uh, I, I'm afraid, and I hate to say this, guys, but I'm not real optimistic right now that we'll play football in the fall. I, I think that some of the things that have happened in the NFL the last couple of weeks where you see the stars of the game, like a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, yes. test positive for, for COVID-19. I think that's going to, they're going to be a backlash to that. And I think frankly, for our league, it'll be, we're going to close the league for 2020 and, and move on to 2021. We're, we're, we're seeing a lot of people and this is the reason I was asking this, Jeff, we're, we're seeing a lot of people in Denver talking about the possibility of having a quarter of the people in the stands, obviously being in your own role in the CFL with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, do you think if football is going to happen, it has to be like, it has to be in an empty stadium? Well, I think there's two, you know, to be honest with you, there's two different aspects of that same conversation. Obviously, safety will be the number one thing. And it's interesting how John Harbaugh yesterday was very, very open and very, very uh, honest about the fact that he feels it's physically impossible, humanly impossible to play the game underneath the restrictions that they have right now. I mean, he, he, he went so far as to even say, what are we going to do with the huddle? Make everybody stand six feet apart? So this is a, this is a communication game where yeah. where face-to-face -face communication is critically important in the game, on the sidelines, in the huddle, between players, all of that stuff. So I think there are a lot of things that we're going to have to work through. The positive of it is I think that as long as the – big brains that we've got working on this thing are continually working to help us get it started. The ball's rolling. The, the facilities are open. The players are starting to work now. If we don't have, we'll have some bumps in the road along the way, but if we don't have a massive, you know, flare up of the, of the virus, 
I think the NFL will play in the fall. How that looks is anybody's guess right now. Yeah, for, for Broncos fans, we were obviously excited because the Broncos were supposed to play in London this season and the international games definitely aren't going ahead. But as somebody who's been, uh, you know, um, around the league and obviously uh, has the, the UK connections, what do you think is the likelihood of the, I guess, the, um, the league ex- expanding? I mean, it seems like uh, the, the league itself is interested, but obviously you have people back in the States who aren't too pleased about their team having to give up a home game. What, what, what's your sense on it? Well, I think, I think that we will have a team in, in the UK. I really truly believe that. I think maybe the time frame now has changed. If, if, if COVID-19 had never happened and we were on, you know, a regular schedule football calendar, I would have said to you that I would anticipate somebody will be playing in London uh, as a, as, as a home city, um, within the next two or three years. I would say three at the outside. Now I think that may have changed somewhat um, because again, everything has changed somewhat. And, um, but my, my belief is, my hope is that we will have a team in the UK. I think it'll be a reclamation project. I think it'll be a team that moves there from their, from their present city. I don't think it'll be an expansion team. Although, I would love to see expansion because the more jobs, the more games, the more yeah. people are playing, the more, you know, the more I like it, the more football. But I think realistically right now for the NFL, um, they have some other things that are, that are higher on their agenda right now. And, and uh, you know, how they're going to develop quarterbacks, how they're going to develop offensive linemen, a developmental league, uh, you know, how are they going to continue to push and, and encourage minority hirings. I think there are a lot of things that, you know, are on that, on that docket right now. The commissioner's certainly not, you know, falling asleep at his desk because there's things going on. <laughs> and yeah, like e- even watching the draft was so weird watching it from, from Roger Goodell's basement. I'll say, I'll say this just to end it off, Jeff, if you can just tell Alistair Kirkwood to get a little game, whether it's preseason or postseason or whatever in Dublin and Cook Park, we would really appreciate it. Fellas, I'm, I, I tell you what, uh, the, the CFL, which is the oldest professional sports league in the world, uh, we have now a global player initiative where we've got players from, I think it's 16 different countries coming to, uh, that were scheduled to play in our league this year. And yeah. it's not like the NFL initiative where those guys are just practice roster guys and can only be practice roster guys. These guys are they're on the active roster and playing two of them and then two more on the practice roster. Um, And I have gone to our league to say, we need to take a game to Ireland because I know the fans are there. You see what Notre Dame and Navy do when they come over and play. I said, Croke Park is a phenomenal facility. It would be a natural. And to be honest with you, I think the fans would really appreciate the CFL game because it's much more like, uh, rugby sevens. If, if people ask me what's the difference between the NFL and, and CFL, and I say the NFL is rugby and the CFL is rugby sevens. It's basically the way I describe it. And I think they can grasp that. But I, I really do believe that Ireland is ready to have a game. And I think, you know, 
obviously when you have the contracts that they have with the two stadiums in London, they've got, they've got to fulfill those contracts, but that Croke Park's a fantastic place. I know Wales has a fantastic facility. Um, th there are other places in the UK where they could play games. And I think it'd be great to move one out of London and, and let the other, let, let the other parts of the UK host the game. Jeff, um, I, I certainly would love to see a, a CFL uh, game. I, I had some friends from Saskatchewan, so I watched the, the Rough Riders for quite a, a few years, and uh, Dublin is certainly a great party city. Uh, you, you can see that you are a cult hero amongst the, the Broncos, Europe <laughs> crew. We, we, we wore these shirts specially, so we would love to welcome you to, uh, to Dublin for a pint at some point in the future, and just to say thanks so much for taking the time to, to join myself on Michael today? Well, guys, I love Ireland. I, I've been there, I guess, three or four or five times. And every time I've been there, the people are fantastic. Obviously, your country is a proud, proud country and, and uh, has a tremendous history of its own. And I enjoy when I go over there to, to kind of revel in that history a little bit. The one place I want to go, if I ever come, though, is they tell me that the drive on the west coast of Ireland along the coast is yeah. absolutely breathtaking. So they say it's absolutely breathtaking. I really would like to do that. Absolutely. Make it come on over. Uh, I, I have friends and family on the West Coast. We'll bring, you, there's nothing like it in the world, Jeff. Honestly, it's incredible. Bring Sean, uh, bring me as well. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, guys. Jeff, you're a legend, man. Thanks for your time. And obviously, all, all the best in the next few months. Hopefully, we'll see you in, in London or on TV in the next few months. Thanks very much, man. Let's do it again. And you know what? We On Wednesday, tomorrow, we have a little internet show or yes. Twitter show, actually, Coffee with Coach. You guys come on and, and uh, all you got to do is Skype us at John Reinbold and come on tomorrow and tell, let's talk a little Bron Broncos tomorrow. And, and just actually very quickly as well, Jeff, that, that, that's on every Wednesday. If people are watching, that's on every, every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. And this week, our mystery every we have a mystery guest every week. We've had uh, coaches in the NFL. We've had players in the NFL. We've had ex-players in the NFL. This guy, this week, we have a vice president of an NFC team and an ex-NFL player. He's been to the th Super Bowl three times. If you can guess who it is, you get to introduce him live on the show. Colin, go for it. Oh, is it John Lynch? Uh, the, it's not John Lynch. Uh, I was going to say it's not. That, that was that was a good shout. That was a good shout, Michael. Um, I I I don't I'd be if, if it was AFC, I'd be more I'd be more inclined to have a, have a guess. I but it sounds I I mean happy He's days. Gonna be a, for, he'll, be a, he'll be a great guest because what he does for his team is especially timely right now and it's a it'll be a great topic and i think a great great listen for our fans who want to learn more about the inner workings of the nfl so come on on and, and again if you guys if you guys skype in we'll talk broncos all you want definitely do it yeah look uh just for the just for the broadcast here thanks so much man and hopefully chat to you soon i appreciate it guys aloha aloha okay.